0: Podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoomasank. Hi, this is Jody Lorenzo.
1: Hi, this is John Bonjovi. And I'm Richie Sam Hello. I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is Molly Bryant. This is Alicia Witt. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Julie Mann. Hello,
0: I'm Phil Collins.
1: Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hi, this is Chelsea Hobbs. Hey, this is Lindsay Lohan. Hi,
0: this is Joy Nordenstrom of Joy Romance, Inc. This is Alec Baldwin.
1: Hi, this is Christina from Survivor Redemption Island. Hi, I'm Holly Strodeson, creator of Make It or Break It, and you are listening to What Do They Say?
0: Did you hear? you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did Did you hear? Did you hear? Did
1: you hear hear what what
0: Duvet duvet said? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatduvetsaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studios South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California, and joining me as he sometimes does, the man who wore panties on his head long before it was fashionable to do so, your host, <laughs> Robert Bob Duvet, coming to you from,
1: well, for now, coming to you from Duvet Studios North in San Francisco, California. Jason, today I am podcasting you from inside a box of all my possessions.
0: Oh, you, you thought all your, you thought, you fit all your possessions into one box?
1: I'm like a hobo. I travel light.
0: And are you just going to tie it in a bindle around a stick, throw it over yes. your shoulder, ride the March rails my, to, March, to Big Apple.
1: <laughs> March my ass across the country.
0: Wow, that's exciting. Um, yeah, you've been so busy with your farewell tour of San Francisco that th- this whole podcast has gone by the wayside. You know
1: what's funny about the farewell tour of San Francisco? I really have only been like doing kind of like concentric circle loops of my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It just people happen to be coming through, so I'm kind of catching them on each sort of little turn.
0: Yeah. For those who don't know, Rob lives up in an area of San Francisco called North Beach, which I can reveal now because he'll no longer be living there, so the teeming fans (laughs) won't be stalking you. Um, Or as my mom likes to pronounce it, Jason, North Beach. Uh, (laughs) Well, you know, she's a she's a jelly. Well, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Rob very rarely, if ever, uh, goes outside of the North Beach. And I can remember a time when I went up to visit you. I was seeing I was doing a little tour myself of my friends up in San Francisco. And uh, I went up to see you and uh, we were visiting and then I was going to go meet a friend of mine at at a hotel bar. And uh, you said, oh, well, you know, I'll walk you down there. Sure. And we, we walked and we were getting there and we got to Columbus and as if you ran into a, an invisible wall. And you went, uh, you know what? I, I, you can make it from here. It's right down that way. You'll be fine. I'm, I'm going to head back up here. So, okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining me.
1: Uh, that's a true story, folks. Listeners, that's a true story. Do we have listeners? Are there listeners?
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, we know that Christina Cha was a listener, so well, hopefully she's yeah. back. That, uh, if you are if okay easy if you are a listener, let us know that you're back and listening to us because we're back. You can send us an email whatduvaysaid at gmail because your emails mean so much. I would like to stress that. Uh, and you can call us, but we'll get to the phone number at the end because it's funnier that way. You can find us on Facebook, What Duvet Said, searching your little search engine. Facebook numbers are I haven't checked for a while, Rob, but I'm sure they're wonderful.
1: We got a new like. I think on Facebook.
0: I, yeah, We're yeah I saw that. You're teetering close
1: to the, the bi-century mark.
0: Yeah, yeah. We did get a new like. <laughs> a new like. Hey, really one stuff. new like. Yeah. Welcome, <laughs> Nas, whatever his name is. Uh, we are uh, found on Medio. You can download us from iTunes. You can listen to us on Stitcher. You can listen to Don't us right now. Don't
1: forget Rogue Two, bloke.
0: Yes, right. Yeah, Rogue Two blokes. All right. Or you can phone call us at...
1: That number is always live, and it's 415-937-0445.
0: So should we just hang on to the 415 area code, since neither one of us are going to be in the 415 area?
1: Well, I mean, weigh in, listeners. What do you think? (laughs) It is our brand. (laughs) It's true, yeah. We shouldn't tamper with this brand. In fact, maybe that's a good way to transition. Um because this show is going bi-coastal, and because it's oh, you know, let's be honest. I'll be honest. Uh, there's been less effort in the show part of our show, and it's been less frequent. And that a lot of that has to do with yours truly, Bob duvet and I, I take full responsibility. I am nice. here to shoulder that burden. But I think, uh, Jason, since we're going to the big time, we've got we're locking down two anchoring two sides of the country. Mm-hmm. I think we we should get back to. The show is we always dreamed it, you know let's get back to that sort of you know cavalcade of ridiculousness and guests and and you know they they kind of carry ourselves as if and then others will start taking us in kind likes will follow as they say
0: okay well i again, I'd like to say that we should get Christina chaw on as a guest, Christina, are you on as a guest four one five I say we go bigger four four five can we get bigger than christina chaw who?
1: I think we can get I think we could do much bigger than Christina Chow. maybe not prettier, but okay. bigger. Okay. I wanna aim high. All right. Not that well, she's not, you know, worthy of being a guest on this show. Of course she is. Although when we get to the Survivor segment, we'll talk a bit about the the game she's playing. Okay. Does she play a game? Is she even Playing a game? Hey, what, now, now,
0: hold on. You're, you're giving me mixed signals here. We were going to get to this when we got to the Survivor segment, and, and, and now you're yeah. talking about it. I don't I don't know what to do, Rob. I'm thrown.
1: I know. I'm, I'm thrown because yeah, I'm just out of, the, out of the routine of this show. So we're going to start a new routine, listeners. So please write in and give us some suggestions. If there's people you want us to go after, we will go after them. We, we will take up the mantle of uh, Mike Wallace. We'll be the new Mike Wallace's.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I, hard I, hitting yeah can I be the new Morley Safer and you can be the new Mike Wallace
1: well actually since we're choosing I would rather be the new Ed Bradley oh well then I want to be that girl what was the girl on 60 Minutes I want to be her <laughs> oh, the girl well there's a couple <laughs> girls now um, uh, there's Leslie Stahl I believe was
0: the first one uh, wow go. we're
1: going. We're losing a lot of our younger demographic <laughs> but we're picking up a lot of of grandparents right now.
0: Oh, good. 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 Welcome. Welcome, grandparents, to the podcasting <laughs> revolution.
1: Uh, uh, uh. You know, that's the other thing, Jace. I I don't know if you've taken note of this, but when we first started this podcast, I, we were kind of at the, uh, I would say, the the forefront of a
0: Oh. And now- My, my home uh, phone is ringing. Pod...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you hear that? What is that? It's my home phone. I have a home phone. I have a landline.
1: Don't think mine's ever ring.
0: Mine's ringing right now. That can only mean one of two things.
1: It's a bill collector, which I'm sure it is. Credit is in good standing. Or it's a, uh, a, a somebody call, a robocall.
0: It's nothing. Wow. Uh, I, I thought maybe it. it was a
1: reboot call to get you to be a guest on the show. Yeah, maybe. So, Jason, you know, we started this podcast uh, over two years ago, and uh, – in that time, podcasting kind of went from being something that people didn't really quite know what it was about. There's a smaller community of people doing it to now, I mean, uh, everybody seems to have a podcast. There's a lot, a lot of uh, comedians with podcasts. There's, you know, actors. Everybody seems to be dipping their, their toes in these, these waters. And so um, it's changed, and I think it's up to us to change with it and push it further demand more of the medium
0: Uh, I believe that I actually believe there's a huge market for the podcast that it's kind of replacing radio because people still drive cars and jog and all sorts of things everything is so geared towards video nowadays constantly with Mm -hmm. the Facebook and the sharing and the and the kids these days with their haircuts and their rock and roll (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that i think there's 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 an actual enormous unfed market for just audio and just for first of all just reading and for audio i don't tell you i, I don't tell you i don't tell you how many times so there's <laughs> something that's like comes Rima, up
1: get indian jason to be on our show
0: <laughs> like something will pop up in some sort of social media right the the facebook these trending topics on Facebook which drive me crazy now or on Twitter or whatever even if I'm like checking my email we're constantly being barraged by uh, news and information all the time and something will strike my fancy a-, a headline will pop up and I'll say oh let me look at that and I'll click on it and it takes me to some video and I'll go ah I don't want to watch a video like, I don't want to spend the three and a half minutes, the, the one minute or whatever to, to watch to get this information. I just want to read it. So I think also, like, I don't want a video podcast downloaded to, to listen to. And there's, there's people who, who do their podcasts while they're being videoed. For example, Penn Jillette has now gotten into the podcasting game. Uh, and he video podcasts on Sundays as he does it, so you can watch him live as he's podcasting, and then you can download the audio later. And a lot of times he's like, here, look at this. If you could see this, if you could see this happening right now, here, I just did a video for this song. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show the video right now. It's like, well, okay, that click buzz. I'm turning that off because I don't want to yeah, listen to yeah. that anymore. So I think, I think yeah. you're on the right track. If we get a good quality audio product that I think is lacking... Now, Because, like you say, everybody has a podcast, and most everybody isn't as interesting and good as we are.
1: No, and we used to be so much more interesting and so much gooder. So we're going to get back to that, folks. I think uh, what, what, what yours truly, Bob DuVay, needed was a, a kick in the pants that only 8 million kicks in the pants can deliver. So
0: Nice. All right. You
1: see, you've already had your pants kicked. Living out there in the la la land with your traffic and your big bazooms and your and your uh making deals. I needed a taste. I always felt kind of inferior. I had city envy. We've talked about this.
0: Yeah, well now you're gonna be out there in New York with your with your uh, with your Italian neighborhoods and your uh, sausage hanging from the windows and your uh your turned up coats and your Woody Allen's <laughs>
1: That you know, speaking of Woody Allen's, we are going to be we got our finally got our apartment. That was a big like kinda you know uh, void in the whole move is we didn't know where we were living. We we got our place, Jace. You wanna play a uh, new game? Sure. The neighborhood Bob Duvet's living in?
0: Alright, I'm in. New game. Okay.
1: Oh yeah. God, you
0: captured every
1: time. What what Duvet South Orchestra does. With, with you know what we give them because basically what you know you or Rebo just gives them like you know all right the boys have a new game
0: <laughs> and then uh-huh. they
1: come up with that
0: yeah isn't it incredible
1: it is amazing it's really truly amazing um all right so this game involves me new york city Everybody knows new york city knows it's broken up into not only boroughs but you know smaller neighborhoods like a lot of cities are And uh, people should be relatively uh, familiar with the different neighborhoods in New York City. So having listened to, no, 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 that's that's in San Francisco. We don't go there. Oh oh, (laughs) Oh, no, we we don't go there. Um, But uh, yeah, so uh, you know, if you venture a guess, since you're the only one playing,
0: Jason. (laughs) Okay, you're going to be in where?
1: uh, Where do you think
0: the 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 Presidio?
1: No, no, not San Francisco. This is no, a new oh, city.
0: Oh, right, yes. Those, oh, yes, New York. Uh, Right, okay. Uh, Sutro Heights? Wow, wow. You are just awful at this game. I am. I'm sorry. Oh, wait, no. Oh, New York. New York, right, New York. Um, Sutro Heights. Nobody says Sutro Heights. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're going to be living in
1: Hell's Kitchen? Oh, no, actually... Was a contender, but uh did not uh, win me in the
0: misses. Mm. You're gonna be living in Dumbo. <laughs> Excellent movie. Not gonna have me. Okay. Uh you're going to be living in uh the upper west side between seventieth and ninetieth, close to the park.
1: Nice. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> we have <you> know... a <laughs> Oh, hey, look at that. Uh, you got it within 20 blocks. Yes, we are living on the Upper West Side. We mm-hmm. are actually going to be one block away from the uh, Museum of Natural History. Oh, nice, near the Betsy Johnsons there on Columbus. Yeah, yeah. Hey, very good. Wow. <laughs> uh, we're going to be two blocks away from Central Park, three blocks away from Riverside Park, and uh, uh, only a couple blocks away from my one of my favorite places on Earth,
0: Zabar's. Oh, nice. And I, I think that puts yeah. you in the Baseball Furies gang as well.
1: I think so. <laughs> yes, when I get jumped into my gang, it will be the Furies. <laughs> and uh, I've always been a big fan of theirs. I think they have great costumes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think they have the best costumes, really. <laughs> Just <laughs> stay, one. stay nice out of the bathroom. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Nice one. I love a good Warriors
1: reference. Who doesn't, really? Yeah, you know, I was packing up all my, I, you know... I have DVDs. Do you have a lot of DVDs? You probably do.
0: Oh, God, yeah. I have a whole bunch of DVDs, yeah. Way too many now.
1: I know. And how often do you find yourself actually going, sitting down, and putting on a DVD that you own and watching it?
0: Well, uh, not very often. But I will say that there are times when I get a film in my head and I say, wow, I'd Mm -hmm. like to watch that movie, and I'm happy that I have it.
1: You know what I noticed I've been doing lately? so I have a lot of DVDs and I say I have a movie like Meet the Parents which I think is really funny and I like watching but it's on TV all the time mm, yeah. and so it'll come up on TV and I'll find myself watching it with commercials and all when I have the DVD sitting like no, no more than 10 feet away from me yeah but you know the
0: difference I- I've discovered that before oh is, is that I- discovery you said
1: <laughs> perhaps perhaps this is a, I smell a new segment
0: oh yeah we'll call it Jason's Discovery Okay, so I don't know how much of a discovery this is, but the, I, I, there's something better about flipping through the channels and landing on a movie that's on TV than getting up, picking it up, putting in the DVD player, and starting watching it from the beginning, you know? like Yeah, I agree. It, and my discovery was, actually part of the reason why I have a bunch of DVDs, now I, it, to, to give a little perspective, I was an enormous Laserdisc collector. Way back in the day. You and my buddy JMO who I'm gonna see tonight. Shut out Well, he will understand then that for a while there, back before everybody knew everything about movies, like people would watch movies on TV and go, I don't like the black line why is it black lines on the top and the bottom? I want it to fill the whole screen. I hate this. Right? (laughs) Nobody liked letterboxing, that was a big problem. Uh Uh-huh. You know, before, back in the days when TV screens were square instead of flat screen rectangles like they all are now. The whole... And the
1: earth was flat!
0: Yeah. So, what? So, the... Um, the uh, LaserDisc was the only way to see a film as the director originally intended with the widescreen formatting and whatnot. And it came with all sorts of extras and things you just take for granted now. So, I... discs cost a lot of money. I paid $179 for my Jaws laser disc back when it came out.
1: Wait, 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 wait. let's back it up a little bit. You paid $179 for yeah. one disc of Jaws.
0: Well, no, it it had 6 discs. That's just it. It was it was a, a comprehensive thing and it had the movie, it was in pristine, it had great sound, you know, it was but you couldn't see Jaws any other way back then. Unless you were watching Mm -hmm. it uh, on, you know, some sort of crappy print at a revival house or somewhere else. Now everybody's got it in the fancy Blu-ray. So when DVD came out, I was like, I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to pay for something I already own, you know? Uh Uh-huh. But one day I was flipping through the channels and I came across Smokey and the Bandit on TV. Ooh, good movie. And I was like, wow, I haven't seen Smokey and the Bandit in a long time. I'm going to watch Smokey and the Bandit. And... Smoking the bandit was playing, and the thing that's fun about smoking the bandit is Jackie Gleason swearing right <laughs> that's, that's, uh-huh. what makes, that's what that's what fun about it. you know, who really cares? I mean Sally Field is gorgeous. Maybe we can get Sally Field on as a guest, but we should try that's yeah. what I 'm talking about. aim high Reba! Right
1: it's Sally Field
0: right, so but I was like, hey, this is great I've got He's an gonna afternoon to get mrs. Field okay that's <laughs> great that's just what we need let's get her and Mr. Cinnabon together. <laughs> Then I was like watching it, but it was edited for television. All of the jokes were edited out because he'd say crumb bum instead of some bitch or whatever he was supposed to say. And I was like, you know, if I'm going to watch Smokey and the Bandit, which I never do, but if I'm going to do it, why am I watching this one? Why don't I watch the actual version of Smokey and the Bandit? So I went out and got Smokey and the Bandit on DVD because it was like five bucks in the bargain bin, you know? Yeah. yeah. I can tell you I've never watched it because wow you know what when do i want to pick it when when am i sitting around going you know i know what i'd like to do today i'd like to watch smoky and the bandit Hmm. <laughs> we have a friend a mutual friend who
1: has like bristles at the mere mention and idea of burt reynolds oh really who
0: could that possibly be i, I bet I, I have an inkling <laughs>
1: i'm sure you do uh a listener long time listener
0: uh, previous caller
1: but uh yeah he but uh, burt reynolds gives him hives
0: wow really even the like before burt reynolds grew a mustache and became burt reynolds burt reynolds like the longest yard burt reynolds who doesn't I, like I,
1: I you'll have we'll have to check with him but uh i think it's just burt reynolds in general i think he 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 susposes um burt reynolds is up to
0: no good at all times interesting well i can understand that I there like- are popular actors that most other people like that i bristle at and dislike I'm not a big Russell Brand fan. I I can't watch anything Russell Brand is in. That's
1: fair. You know what we should do? We should have a uh, maybe we can convert him with a uh, a a curated Burt Reynolds film night, and uh, we'll we'll kind of like in Clockwork Orange. We'll put toothpicks in his eye, you know, hold his eyes open, and we'll watch uh, we'll watch like Stroker Ace. (laughs) I
0: was just thinking Stroker Ace. Yeah. (laughs) Sharky's machine.
1: Sharky's machine, exactly. All the hits.
0: Yeah, all the hits. Great. Sounds good.
1: Uh, you know know what I discovered, to piggyback on your new segment, is um, when I put on the DVD, it's kind of like saying it's an investment that I'm going to sit and watch the entire film and actually really pay close attention to it. Mm-hmm. But when I stumble across it on a television, even though that may end up being my channel that I watch I still, during the commercials, flip around to see what else might be on, and it's a much more casual experience.
0: Yeah, and there's also something about coming across it 40 minutes into the movie that's kind of nice, that it's like, oh yeah, this yeah. is on. You know? Like, I, I was, last weekend, I came back uh, from, I had a really busy weekend, and Sunday I came back after working, and I um, fell asleep on the couch. Uh, and I fell asleep just as uh, the Two Towers, Lord of the Rings movie, The Two Towers was starting. Okay. And I went, oh, I'd like to watch this, but I have this on DVD and I own the extent, I I own both the theatrical cut on DVD and the extended four hour multi-disc set on DVD. Like I, I'm not for want of the Lord of the Rings Two Towers. But it was on TV in my fancy high def television, I fell asleep and I woke up. Uh, an hour and a half later, and it was still on, because that movie's that long. And I was just like, oh, nice, it's good. Hey, it's that scene in Helm's Deep. They're going to do the big battle. I'm like, all right, well, I'll have this on while I make my dinner, and I'll watch it while I'm eating my dinner. And it was just like 20 minutes, 25 minutes of the movie. And that was enough. I would never pull out a DVD off my shelf, pop it in, and fast forward to an hour and a half into the movie to just watch 20 minutes of it, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I, I hear you. And sometimes where you pick up the movie is exactly where
0: you want to pick up the movie. Right, yeah. Yeah, this is fascinating. <laughs>
1: That's a, yeah. Should we, done, done and done?
0: <laughs> Do we have any guests
1: today, Rob? <laughs> we don't, no. Just you and I are the guests today. All right. I think it's, the guest is that we're doing the show at all.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Wow, and I'm actually Honestly. pressed for time today. This is, a, this is a rough day for me. I got a lot going on.
1: Oh, we're going to keep it tight. Do you want to talk about your rough day since, uh, you
0: know, not really the
1: people, that, the people that listen to us are the people that care, Jason.
0: Okay. Well, I do know that uh, anytime we've talked about this before as well, anytime that I have something to do in the evening, it just sort of mm. back times all day long and mm. like weighs on me. The thing that I have to do that I have to get back from to do later on today. So I know that I have to pick my daughter up from school around quarter after three or so. Um, and she and I are gonna I'm taking her out tonight, uh speaking of movies that we've seen a lot, but the film Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. Oh nice. Uh In the town where you is born. That that one, yes. Uh, is having a it's being released on blu-ray uh this month so they're doing um sort of a theatrical limited theatrical re-release uh in selected cities and i'm sure quite sure it's playing in your san francisco area but it's playing tonight and uh here in hollywood so we'll be going to see it on the big screen tonight um but i gotta pick her up take her to her mom's house then come back here And then go back, pick her up, and take her to the movie. So all of that sort of is crunching on my time, knowing that that's Mm. really starting around 3.15. That's kind of where things kind of get slowed down for me. Um, Yeah, yeah. So I just have to cram in my whole day of work and doing things up until until 3.15. That's what I'm talking about.
1: You'll do it. I like your chances. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, Rob. (laughs) Yeah, I've got to – you know – I don't know when the last time we did a show. It's been a while. But in that time, uh, I may have talked about or mentioned. I can't remember if I relayed the story, but I had an opportunity. My wife works for uh, a major corporation, mm-hmm. and she works in a landmark building in San Francisco called the Transamerica Pyramid. Yes. Those of you might recognize it as the vaguely Egyptian and phallic you know, edifice that peppers our skyline. It's the one that's shaped like a pyramid, right? Exactly. The Transamerica Pyramid. And because she knows uh, one of the uh, building, um, what are they called, engineers, we were able to go up to the absolute tippy, tippy, tippy top. I tell this to people and they assume that there's just an observation deck that we went to. Yes. They're you know, like, oh, you went up to the top floor. No, no, no. We went to the top floor and beyond. The we top floor, then there's a staircase that takes you two flights up where you get to the – Base of the spire, which is the top part, right? And then you walk up thirteen floors of like very narrow and steep catwalk, and then the final two floors, you go up a ladder, and then you literally pop up in the they call it the jewel of the the pyramid, the very top part that lights up, mm-hmm. and you know, and so it was amazing. So we got to do that, and you know, I'm not a big heights guy like I mentioned, but it I felt it was a once in a lifetime opportunity, so I was going to conquer my fear. Yeah, absolutely. And I did. And I think it was symbolic and, you know, for a lot of reasons, you know, to do that. But today I have to do, um, we have, you know, DirecTV. They have the dish they put on your roof.
0: I do. Yeah. And
1: then there's, there is a, I, I don't know if yours was like this or if the technology has changed, but when we got our dish put up, there was the cables were like this bundle of three very thick cables and because this is a rental apartment they couldn't drill a hole through the building wall to feed the cables in so they got fed in through a window which we had to always re- have cracked kind of open so that the cables could come in right and it's kind of a it was just a disaster and an eyesore so we ditched the direct tv and we got normal cable you know comcast or whatever but those All that shit is still running up and down my fire escape to the roof of our building. So, you know, I basically have to climb up two flights with a a pair of like fucking scissors or pliers or something and rest the cable away from the fire escape, which they attached it to, and then just dump it on the roof so that, you know, they don't know where it came
0: from. (laughs) That's a good plan. No one will know where it came from since you're telling everybody on our podcast.
1: Yeah. If the if, if building office listens to this podcast, God help me. Yeah,
0: no kidding. I would recommend using like tin snips or wire cutters other than scissors. It's just something.
1: I don't think I have tin snips. Wire cutters, oh God. It's a plastic fastener, so I think the scissors might get it done.
0: Oh, okay. We'll check in that box before you ship it away.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I will. Anyway, so yeah, so been busy here, just packing stuff up, and it hasn't even been that nostalgic. But the reason I mentioned the DVDs is I'm bringing like two boxes filled with DVDs back to our small, small Manhattan apartment, and I have no idea where we're gonna put these things. And I then I just don't even know if I need them. But then part of me wants to have them because, you know, I bought them, and they're, they're my favorite movies.
0: Yeah, well, you know what you can do, um, which I is is kind of controversial.
1: Uh-huh. Ooh.
0: You can uh head down So to, is that word.
1: So is that pronunciation of that word.
0: Yeah. You could um if you don't want the the thing that takes up the the room is the packaging. So if you can if you yeah. feel you can part with the artwork and the plastic case, or even if you don't want to part with the artwork, you can slide the artwork out of the plastic case and keep the artwork. Get rid uh-huh. of the plastic case and then just go to like a like an office supply store and buy those little envelopes. They're like, you know, yeah, yeah. little envelopes. And that will take up far less space. That's how I keep my DVDs. I just have them all in little envelopes.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. Except when you get, you, when, you know, some of these I bought because they were like criterion collections and all of the stuff is in the actual packaging.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there's also something the stories. about stories. Yeah. There's also something about having that to look at that makes it you can sit back and look at that
1: yeah like it's kind of like a record album i'm also like shipping you know six boxes of vinyl across the country Ugh. you know and again where but i mean absolutely there's no debate in my mind about doing that you know and that was my wife's like do you really want it? i'm like yes <laughs> you know like, <laughs> we're doing this this is my jewelry all these vinyl <laughs>
0: <laughs> right well, but okay. it'll
1: it'll work out you know once we get everything out there, then we'll figure out you know part of the fun is kind of reconfiguring your your domicile
0: yeah, and you you may be surprised uh at how you get used to having little room to move around. I don't have much much wiggle room in my place you know uh-huh. i don't I don't really have a place to to spread out my slot car track on the floor and you know race that, so I got rid of my slot car track years ago. But you know, uh-huh. I it's I I I make do with the, with the, kind of labyrinth that I have to go through every time that I walk through my house. It's like those wooden labyrinths with the metal ball that you try not to fall in the hole. One of those things. That's what my house is like.
1: Uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> you know, the f- great thing too about you know, there's so many things to like, and I'm very excited. I won't make this a show about why. I think New York is the center of the universe, and why San Francisco is just kind of like, you know, a town. I won't get into that because I value our listeners. Uh-huh. Um, but one of the things that's great is because apartments are so small and kind of funky, and storage is a premium, there's all these wonderful storage stores, you know, with storage solutions. Uh-huh. And so you can always find something that's created. With you in mind and your particular small apartment in mind.
0: Oh. So
1: I'll probably find some sort of storage unit that looks both classy and is able to house all this, you know, these, uh, you know, whatchamacallit, movies and, and bullshit that I don't really need or listen to. Media. Media. Yes. Takes one to know one.
0: Yes, exactly. I'm I'm so willing much, to – Sorry,
1: my stepped all over you. We've been out of practice, listeners. I apologize. So, do you want to? Uh, should we do a little? Uh, let's not do any commercials for anybody because nobody's written us a check in quite a while. Um, but okay. should we do a shout out to Skype for how it facilitated our little gathering on uh, last uh, Saturday?
0: Oh uh, yeah, sure. We can give a shout out to Skype. <laughs>
1: since we use it to do this very show it's been good to us but jace why don't you tell the story of how we virtually hung out last saturday and uh and how wonderful it worked out
0: yeah it was your last weekend uh in town uh that you, uh, you hallie your wife was out in new york so you were kind of going to have a big last hurrah with all your uh buddies there for the weekend and i was invited and i was planning on going i had it all figured out but it turns out that i just had a whole lot of things that i needed to do last week and not only the the job that i had to do on sunday but i had rehearsal with the band on friday night and then there was a meeting with the theater company on saturday and all of that i could have uh, dismissed all of that which i was planning on dismissing all of that but Mm -hmm. Uh, I ended up, my presence here was necessary. So I couldn't leave town, um, to get up to see you. So what we did is I, I called you, I Skyped you from, uh, the laptop and you just had it sitting there in the, in the kitchen of podcasting and I, the, the buddies were all just sort of hanging out in the kitchen there and I hung out with you. And it was really quite fun because it just felt like I was sitting in that chair, uh, Uh, in that part of the kitchen, looking at you guys hanging out there and it wasn't weird or forced or anything. It was just kind of, kind of felt like I was there.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was surprisingly easy. Part of it came from you because, you know, you weren't trying to put on a show. I think actually what you were doing was basically because you had someplace you had to be later. You were just basically cooking yourself a little food. And going about that process while chatting to us. And then we were all, you know, at first we were kind of focused on, oh, wow, there's, you know, Jason doing his thing in LA. And we're, but then we just started having breakout conversations, separate conversations. But before long, I looked around and it was like you and a friend of ours were having a conversation while a couple other people were like talking about something different. And it was truly like hanging out in person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The the thing that I love about, Skype. um, Or that particular thing about Skype is it used to be that in the in the past, when we would imagine video phones in the future, like it was always this person's face filling the screen that you would stare at and you'd sit and talk to each other. And it seemed like such an Mm -hmm. exciting thing to happen in the future. Um, But what I've discovered is that nobody just sits and I don't sit and stare at somebody's face in in person. You know, no, no. I don't stand. <laughs> no, like you and I don't stand toe to toe, staring at each other while we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't. No, so for the
1: record, that's not how this show's done. Yeah, exactly.
0: And when I'm on the phone with you, I'll, I, 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 I'll wander around. I'll do this. I'll do that. Very rarely am I just standing and doing something. Even back in the day when I was stuck on the phone with a, with a. um a cord I would I would pace back and forth and do things I, I wouldn't always be sitting in the same place doing something so what's great about the video thing is it was kind of like watching TV and at one point I actually plugged you guys into the television on my big screen TV and you guys were just like right there It was like looking into a window or you know like just looking at you guys right there it was great it was really fun and I, I I'd I'd like to do that sort of thing again um, especially because it was comfortable because I had my laptop and I was able to carry it around with me, so I wasn't tethered yes. to the 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 Skype that we use for the show, which I would have to sit in front of my computer, which would become extremely tedious after a while.
1: Yeah, and I got to see your apartment actually for the first time because you were able to kind of walk us through it with your laptop. Yep, mm-hmm. that was fun. No, I enjoyed it. It was very, it was a good time. So I recommend that to you people if you don't have Scott, Skype, Skype, Scott, you don't have Skype. Go check into it, it's free, yeah. And then, uh, you could do these wonderful things. I expect to do that with you a bit when uh, we're cross country from each other. I think that'd be fun, yeah. That's
0: fun. And I, you know, the, the the equivalent with the Apple is the FaceTime, you can do FaceTime on your phone and all that kind of stuff, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: there you go. That's our little, um, uh, we'll call it the
0: technology mention. <laughs> that's our technology corner this week. What do they said? Podcast.
1: So, uh, Yeah, a lot to pack up. You know what else I was packing up the other day? It was sad to pack up. I was packing up my insight.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. There mustn't have been very much to pack, though.
1: It was a little dusty in there. (laughs) There hasn't been much inciting going on.
0: Well, enough of this idle chatter. Do we want to talk about our uh, television show, since I'm assuming you don't have any news? no
1: news uh no news is good news they say but yeah we can talk about our shows and i'm curious what you have going on this weekend i'll I'll give you my my dilemmas and then uh that's it nice little tight show tight show
0: there you go tight show tight show i like my shows tight i do too like my men what uh so where do you 20 masseuses
1: that that uh service john travolta (laughs)
0: no i don't actually but i think he's mainly out in florida isn't he isn't that where his his house is is that where he likes to be serviced john travolta in florida i believe so yeah i don't know anything about it but it it couldn't have come at a better time for him
1: why does he have a movie coming out
0: no i just think that it's perfect timing (laughs) all the time whenever something happens for john travolta i think it's perfect timing (laughs) all
1: right so uh what were your uh, shows well run through
0: the list of shows we may or may not be watching uh, the Amazing Race, The Celebrity Apprentice, Survivor, Make It or Break It, and Downton Abbey. <laughs> okay, uh, Survivor,
1: yes. Amazing Race, I watched and uh, the, the winner was... I, I, I really didn't care about the winner. The guys I wanted to win didn't. And uh, Celebrity Apprentice, I've abandoned. So you're, I, I would like to get caught up on... Maybe you can just give me a kind of what's been going on in Celebrity Apprentice kind of synopsis.
0: Okay, Celebrity Apprentice talk, starting now. Uh, okay, everybody good is gone from the Celebrity Apprentice. Everybody competent oh. is gone. The, so who's left? Well, what it basically became since last you saw it was the Lisa Lampanelli berating Diana Mendoza show. That was really what it became about. It was all about... Uh, them yelling and hollering at each other people reacting to that and then it became the abrio day uh takes charge of everything and bad talks everybody or behind their back show
1: you know the lisa Lampinelli thing um she she really is kind of a it's funny she's she's kind of an ugly human being (laughs) yeah kind of and at and at the same time like you could see how she's so wounded and sensitive you know what I mean? Yeah, the I was... whole Diana thing was like she has a such a resentment for women that are attractive because oh, yeah. she's the opposite of that that it just kind of it, – it's so just apparent. And she's so – she makes herself look even less attractive by being that way.
0: Yeah, it's such an incredible chip on her shoulder. It's so clear to anybody, I believe, who can see her from the outside that it's mm-hmm. – she has worked so hard to overcome the – kind of physical unattractiveness or perceived physical Mm -hmm. unattractiveness of herself that she's like busted her ass to be a success and she still isn't that huge of a success you know she may say that she's the queen Uh of mean and that everybody loves her but really i I don't i I, again i don't know how many people know lisa lampanelli um yeah not many not many uh so i think there's that sort of like you know, that cusp of stardom that she hasn't quite gotten yet. And I think she looks yeah, at someone who's beautiful, like Diana Mendoza, who gets everything handed to her and just resents that, you know, or that she perceives mm-hmm. that Diana Mendoza doesn't have to work. And she's just dumb and gets things for being pretty.
1: It's funny, though, because I was watching, you know, that the celebrity apprentice, and she was, you know, just like you said, jumping all over Diana Mendoza. And she's like, honey, I respect it. People work." For- I people work for me and I make sure that they deliver. And I'm thinking, who are these people that work for you? You probably have one person that does your scheduling, you know, or you have an agent. You know what I mean? But everybody talks as if they have a, you know, multiple s- staff members and a fucking command center. They're running somewhere.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, she's got a group of gay guys who who just who love her and dote on everything that she does, and she thinks that means that she's she's l- beloved. That's what I think yeah. Is going
1: not on. not a fan. Not a fan. Who's gonna win? Handicap it.
0: Uh, I believe Aubrey O'Day is going to win just because. So here's, here's here's what's happened. Everybody's been fired, including Lisa Lampanelli. It's down to the... Okay. She just got fired last time. They did that stupid... Now there's only four of you left, and we're going to bring the two people from last season to interview you on a barrage of gauntlet of interviews, and we're going to find out who's got the stuff, and I'm going to listen to this country music star and this deaf actress from the 80s to <laughs> determine who should be the Celebrity Apprentice, right? So the final four were Arsenio Hall, uh, Lisa Lampanelli, Aubrey O'Day, and Clay Aiken. Um, Okay. And Aubrey's there because she's good television, because she just stirs things up. And then she also, two weeks ago, did a presentation where she jumped around in a tight cheerleader outfit. And then Uh uh uh, last week she was photographed in this crazy sort of dominatrix looking leather tit exposing item, right? Nice. The Trumpster likes
1: that. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, like every week he's like, Aubrey looking good this week. Hey, Farouk, doesn't (laughs) Aubrey look great this week? She's looking better every week. Right? So... (laughs) It's going to right. this. So Lisa Lampanelli got fired. Now he's the, well, the next episode is going to start with one more person being fired, which is going to be Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall is going to be fired. It's going to be between Clay and Aubrey uh, in the final task. And they're either going to th- throw Diana and Lisa together on a team to watch them argue with one another. And it's either going to be on Clay's team or on Aubrey's team. And whatever team those two get thrown on is the team that's going to have all the dysfunction that we're going to watch all the time. Uh, and then Donald Trump's going to say Aubrey because he just likes the way she looks and likes her tits.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you're right. You heard it here, folks. This is an exclusive, a WDS exclusive. Jason picked Aubrey to win a celebrity apprentice. Yes.
0: There you go. Because she has a, a large rack. That's all there is to it. Yes.
1: I think that is, in uh, the big scheme of things, that's as, as good a qualification as anything. Sure.
0: Why not? Uh, and you didn't care about The Amazing Race? I read and heard that the final episode was the biggest nail-biter of The Amazing Race history.
1: It was It was close. It got close. Before, uh, I don't want the guys to win, but the border guys like, looked like they were completely out of it, and then through a series of mishaps with other teams, they were actually in the lead, and they had no idea they were in the lead. And then they blew the lead. There was this tactic some old like Hawaiian... Like warrior sled thing that was is, is really this narrow piece of you know wood that's slicked down so they they ride these things down hills you know, and it's funny because they show the warriors and the warriors are like these huge like Hawaiian guys you know
0: the baseball furies they're like two
1: hundred fifty <laughs> like 250 pound Hawaiian guys and yet I'm um, to believe they develop sleds that like are so narrow that a person the only people that were able to do it were like girls that are like 110 pounds Mm. because you know it requires balance and the wider you are the more you wobbled on this thing and then you ate shit and so it just didn't make any sense to me i'm like really so the warriors either have like the balance of a ninja or they just didn't think the wide and the freaking chassis of this thing they invented
0: nice hey you know what that reminds me just, I'm going to step out of this for just a second. Can I just phrase something out real quickly?
1: Yes. Phrase out. Taking okay. care. Wrapping up loose ends.
0: Okay. Uh, no, no, no. We still need to talk about Survivor and uh, whatever. He, uh, I would like to phrase out the phrase, that's an excellent question. Why?
1: Because all questions are excellent?
0: No. Even the ones just, that aren't? I think I'm just hearing it all the time in like political debates now or people doing mm. interviews. All the time. Ah. So tell me about how, what it was like winning the amazing race. That's an excellent question. Like, I hate I that. They <laughs> that's want a very good question. The, I think
1: they're trying to flatter the questioner.
0: I think it's something somebody learned. I think it's one of those social media training uh, things that people have heard. Always say that's a great question and here's why you want to do that. I, 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 it's one of those things that I see through and I hate it.
1: You know what I hate? Speaking of political dislike, I watched you know, some of those shows on MSMEC and now everybody is taken to saying the word pivot. So they say things like, well, President Obama yesterday, because all of the um, news coming out with Biden supporting uh, same-sex marriage, President Obama had to pivot away from his pe- previous stance and now embrace uh, his evolving – I wanted to use that as a through line. Like, well, my, my opinion on that is evolving. Mm. Um, that's another thing we can phrase out: evolving opinions. Um, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, pivot. You ever, do you ever hear people say pivot?
0: I don't because I don't watch any of those political shows.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it's it's so wonky and so just ah, uh, it, it, it always infuri- when I hear it, it always infuriates me. I mean, when you say pivot, you mean change his position?
0: Yeah. I, again, I believe it's one of those things that people get pulled into rooms. Uh, and get told by producers things that are supposed to be said. I, I There's a radio talk show host down here in L.A. that I listen to in the mornings. And he's great about the transparency of that. He'll get on at 5 o'clock in the morning and say, this is what my program director told me I have to do now. Uh, I'm not allowed to say uh, when we come back anymore. So he would say that all the time. When we come back, before we went oh. to commercial. So now he has to say, coming up. He's got to say that now. (laughs) And he explained it. He was like, and this is why, because when we come back means like some sort of terminus thing. People turn off the phone. But coming up means that people want to tune back in again and they want to stay. So now I have to say that. So it's you
1: silly. Doesn't that seem silly? I mean, do people really think that deeply about it?
0: Well, you know that apparently the people who think people think that deeply about it, think that deeply about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. They have to justify their, their existence and the need for their jobs, so they they probably like you know. This is very important that you do this. The research is found.
0: Yeah, I I just uh, the 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 thing that cracks me up now are people who are social media experts. That people have signed up for social media experts, people who are experts at social media. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that to get their mean? brand out there? I, yeah, I I, ugh, I don't know. I don't know.
1: You don't know what the the thing with social media is? It's like you know you see. Well, let's just take Facebook, for example. I know we're getting off topic again, but you see the feed, right? And there are certain things that pop up in your your feed that are no different than other things like you know a vi- link to a video or you know an article or something like that, or you know even a status update. But what draw draws me to want to read, watch or care about something that pops up in the feed is how it's phrased. Mm-hmm. you know like the, the language around it. Not just a, check this out. Right. But if somebody says, you know, we, we have a few friends that are always very kind of clever, and I like to pride myself in being that, like something that's just going to kind of draw you in enough, like where you're like, huh? Something could be a non sequitur, could be outlandish, whatever, it could overhype something. But just mm-hmm. – th- and that's all it is, right? That's all marketing and social media advertising is. It's just finding a way to kind of be heard over the noise. Right. Yeah, it it's is. something you could teach. You can't really teach people that. You either have that kind of a mind or you don't.
0: Right. Yeah, you can't. So what I hate now about Facebook, I'm, I'm, I'm really hating Facebook now. Yeah, it's boring. Is it, have you noticed how
1: boring it's gotten?
0: Well, yeah, because it has nothing to do with what I'm interested in. I don't care what my friends are watching. <laughs> <laughs> I care about what my friends are doing and who they are and what they're up to. And that's what I used to like about Facebook was I'd be able to check in and see that somebody that I haven't seen in a really long time. Like I get to see his kid or whatever. I get to see what's going on with them. I get to check in with what they're up to and say hi to them and be on my way. I don't care about the, what they're reading or what video they just watched. You know, I don't I don't need that information. You know, David just took a shit. Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> I I've taken
1: to doing and I'm sure you cuz you know you get my feed. I, I'm trying to in this, you know, moving and where I'm kind of not able to really do the more in-depth like writing pieces and doing my blog and the podcast is kind of like, you know, waned a bit. And but I still want to keep that presence out there, you know, mm-hmm. for the whatever. 200 so people on Twitter and the 200 so people on Facebook and you know uh, whatever. The 50 on Instagram, all these aggregates of people. And the numbers are more than that. Let me tell you, a lot more. I'm just, you know, I don't want to make people feel bad. No. But anyway, Duvet Nation, I want to keep them in the loop still. So I've been, the easiest thing I've found for me lately has been Instagram because it, you take the picture and then you can put whatever little caption and in- you can kind of, you know, direct it towards people if you wish, but it's just quick, you know, it's a picture, you kind of have a little play with the filters and how it looks, and then you just send it out there. And I find that it's I kind of enjoyable for me.
0: Yeah, I, well, I agree. There's, I think there's a really fine line. I, there's people that I, I see out on the Facebook who do it right, as far as I'm concerned, they say uh-huh. hey here here's my kid this is what we're doing today or oh i've just done this i've just i i've i'm going out to have dinner and here's where i am and like that's interesting to me that's like oh right on i feel part of that community when i see people doing things like that or uh people who like write a little a little synopsis a little story about what just happened to them today this happened to me and this is my reaction about it and it's sort of a funny little thing right uh what i then there's the people who are like OMG, they just write that. Or uh-huh. <laughs> the thing that I hate yeah. most is so-and-so <laughs> just watched a video on social cam or so-and-so just watched a video, read this article. And I click on it and it says, would you like to install this app? It allows all of this stuff to happen and communicates everything. It's like, no, I don't. I yeah. don't want to install it Yeah, I got a app. few of
1: those. <laughs> I haven't done it either. I agree. Because then it's more shit that like, I'm broadcasting what I don't necessarily want to broadcast.
0: No, and I don't want to know that. And people, like, for a while there, Yahoo seemed to be integrated with Facebook, and Brian just read an article on Yahoo. It's like, okay, well, you know what? Lots of times I read an article on Yahoo because I go to Yahoo to check my mail. I don't have any mail, and something, like, catches my eye. It's like, well, wait a minute. Why is... Uh, you know, why is a a, a Gomer Pyle trending right now? And I go, what? And I click on it. it Says Gomer Pyle isn't dead. And I go, okay, great. And then I go away. But I don't want everybody in Facebook to know that I spent ten seconds trying to figure out why Gomer Pyle was trending.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I hear you. Yeah, because that's the that's the pertinent information. Why is it trending?
0: Yeah, exactly. So you know, it's uh, I, I just. Uh, I like to be in I've always been this way with computers. Computers do what I tell them to do. I say that to people over and over and over again. People go, "The computer did this," or "I did this and this happened." It's like, "Okay, well, you told it to do that." So I don't tell my computer to share Facebook, you know, share Yahoo with everything, to share everything that I do with everything. I don't I don't do that. I keep it all very controlled and separate. And when I do do something on Facebook, when I say, "Here's a picture of me and my family," or "Here's what I'm doing tonight," suddenly I'll get you know, like 40 people will chime in and give me a thumbs up and say hi about that because, like, that's quality, you know.
1: Uh-huh. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. You know, you're looking for some things stick and some things don't. I'm always surprised at the ones that – then then I realize – I look at who I'm with. I'm like, oh, they're probably raging that guy.
0: <laughs> that's probably it. You're yeah. like,
1: oh, Ron, Ron, listener Ron – who's hosting the big reunion that you're coming up for. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The other night I was with a uh, uh, listener, Dave, Mr. Barasco. And we were at, we went to a bar and it, we just switched, you know, I just kind of tagged us as we checked into this other place and wrote a little quick line. And, like ron azorio whoops <laughs> listener ron <laughs> yeah, right. who never really likes anything that i do was like i like that i'm like oh wow what is it maybe he's been there and i'm thinking oh it's because i'm with listener dave and they were friends
0: Ah, uh, yeah 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 sorry It so has nothing man. to do with me no no That's nothing
1: to do with it it's my timeline Reba. get my <laughs> timeline on the phone
0: <laughs> uh okay well i'm looking at uh, speaking of time and timeline i'm looking at uh, wrapping things up here so we should touch on survivor since i am as much as you seem to poo poo the idea i really do think we have a, a, a king's chance of getting survivor christina on as a guest of the show
1: i'll believe it when i see her on the skype machine okay well i'm trying christina hey, can we get her to wear the the, the outfit that we find most attractive
0: I think she's the only reason I'm watching the show because, like, I, I, I don't, I don't think this is a very good season. Am I wrong? Is it?
1: No, it's a terrible. I was going to say it's a terrible season. And if we do are lucky enough, if we do have the chance to have Christine on the show, I am, I'm not, not going to pull punches. I'm, I'm curious what game she's playing on this show.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, I agree. I
1: don't, I don't see a whole lot of gameplay out of her. She just seems to be kind of like somebody that nobody's really afraid of. And so she's just kind of an easy vote for, for people to get. And beyond that, I really don't know what her strategy has been. And she'll probably say that's her strategy.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm curious to ask her about just survivor stuff in general. That's kind of my interest in it to, to, Mm -hmm. to talk to an actual survivor about how things go in survivor. So for example, uh, in the episode last night, um, Tarzan was wearing Cat's clothes and apparent her apparently bloody underwear on his head.
1: Oh, Jesus!
0: Didn't did you not hear that? That appeared to be. What I heard the...
1: something about microbes, but I didn't know what it was in reference to.
0: Right. So, but so Cat then, who got voted off last week, is sitting in in the jury, looking at him wearing her clothes and making these like, oh God, disgusted looks. Um, but my question is, I mean, you're packing, you're moving across the country. People say things like, I didn't even bring my stuff to tribal council. Like what is the stuff that you bring to tribal councils? Like how much stuff do you have? Where do you keep it? Is it all packed together? And how much of an effort is it to bring your underwear with you to like, how much stuff do you have to bring with you that it's such an effort to not bring it? Is it like lying out, drying? Is it what's going on with that stuff?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she didn't bring any of her shit because she was blindsided, right? So,
0: Yeah, she was blindsided. But still, it just seems a surprise to me that why wouldn't you just bring everything that you own? And does Christina yeah. seems to have all sorts of changes of clothes.
1: Yeah, that's true, right? I thought they initially when they arrive, isn't it just the clothes on their back sort of thing?
0: Well, that's what it used to be. But I think also at some point they give them bathing suits so that they can participate in challenges that take place in the water. Uh. So they
1: can be so they can be black so they can be blurred out in <laughs> later challenges. Yes,
0: yeah, so they can be blurred out in later challenges. Exactly. Do you have a feel for who should win, or do I even need to guess well, that?
1: Well, I mean, if I'm going to honestly uh, assess this by g- gameplay, is what you know I I tend to veer toward, and Kim to me is playing the best game, both socially, physically. Um, I think she's, she's been smart and she seems you know relatively well-liked. And the only thing that's going to have a wild card is it's really the guys are going to be voting essentially for the winner.
0: Yeah, right.
1: So it's a question of who they kind of respect. And I can see her garnering, garnering a lot of respect. I don't think she you know, really burned too many bridges with people. I don't know that uh, our, our future guest Christina is going to get a lot of like, wow, she
0: really played a great game. Yeah. But do you think she'll get the spite vote? You know, the like, I'm not voting for Chris, for Kim. I'm giving it to Christina because I'm upset at you betraying me. I thought we had alliance. I'm betraying you. Uh, I'm going to vote for Christina. And who knows? You know, it may be that Christina gets to the final three and she steps up her game at the tribal council and then Kim collapses and gets attacked. You know how that happens in final tribal council?
1: Uh-huh, uh uh-huh, uh uh-huh.
0: Explain to me why you didn't stick with my alliance. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just didn't. Yeah, well, you just told me and blah, blah, blah. Christina, what do you think? Hey, I, I, was, I was always with you, you know. If she can keep her mouth uh-huh. shut and, and, and be good at what she's doing, then... I don't know. Even Jeff Probst today in Entertainment Weekly said Christina doesn't have a chance at all. Nobody seems to think that Christina has a chance at winning. So that's kind of why I would like her to win. <laughs> yeah, because it's the t- true dark horse. Well, yeah.
1: you know, who knows? I'm not that invested. I I, I got a real I I have a realization with some of these shows, and it's it, for you. It's it's been the same, and you've kind of ditched Amazing Race along the way. I think I'm gonna lose both those shows because a my time's going to be a little bit more precious and valuable. I'll, I'll be working a lot harder out in, on the east coast and I want to take those hours that I fritter away watching some of these shows and and try to apply them to things that might actually get me further in the game.
0: Yeah, that's good thinking. <laughs> It's, it's, a good, know, so. it's a good plan, because what always happens to me every season is I say, well, let me watch it at the beginning, see if I like it. And then I watch mm-hmm. it, and then it sort of hooks me at the beginning, and then it kind of loses me about a third of the way through, no matter what it is. But then I continue watching it, thinking, well, maybe it'll get better. And then by, then it gets like, well, I might as well see who wins, because I'm watching all of it now. Because um, that's what happened with The Celebrity Apprentice. I was just I was done with it. Uh, probably at the same time you were, but I still keep watching it, whether I, I care about it or not. And Survivor, I was done with long ago, actually. Uh-huh. Um, but, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like, again, not to oversimplify the the idea of it, but I think it, it, if Christina weren't on the show for me to sort of look at as kind of eye candy, the, nothing else in the show is keeping me there, except for Kim, who's winning a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's only so yeah, interesting. I-
1: It is only so interesting. The whole thing is only so interesting, really. A show like Mad Men is infinitely interesting, but a show like Survivor is only so interesting. And Mad Men is so good this season, right? Wow, right? I mean, just the Don Draper character alone this season where he's just so... He went from being kind of a two-dimensional character to, if it's possible, a four-dimensional character.
0: Oh, yeah, he's
1: amazing. I mean, he's so vulnerable, too, in so many ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, like, this most recent – there's such, such great insights, too. Like, when Joan says, that's the kind of girl he marries, you know? Like, that's his type, you know? Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. but he can kind of somehow, like, kind of control a bit. Um, and, yeah, but he seemed genuinely bummed that she wasn't interested in his – career yeah like, or pursuing that
0: herself yeah and he's just kind of like he's he, it kind of gives him perspective and he's so so lost and he isn't in touch with 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 what's going on in the 60s like he doesn't he's so because well, he's so
1: young i mean he's so much older than what's going on
0: yeah you it's know? like yeah he's he's totally becoming uh, uh obsolete before his very eyes and it's you know he doesn't it, it, his what he's good at isn't what's selling anymore you know
1: plus they found way they're finding ways to really make him look so much older in comparison to her yeah however they're doing the makeup or the lighting he really looks older you know right and it's weird because i never noticed that in previous seasons where he just was just a possibly good-looking guy now he's a really good-looking guy who's clearly an older good-looking guy
0: yeah yeah it's so great Roger Sterling what do you think great? about
1: the the Beatles like uh, the use of the Beatles song at the end and that she picked that particular song for him to listen to
0: yeah that's uh, I was wondering when she said listen to this song first I was like hmm wonder uh-huh. which, I was going through the American version of Revolver <laughs> trying uh-huh, to figure uh-huh. out <laughs> nice
1: nice <laughs> listener <laughs> Dennis would appreciate that
0: yes trying to figure out which one she was going to pick I thought she was going to pick Love You Too." uh but um turns out she picked which one's that the george song that's the george sitar song song three on side one of the american version um but that sort of felt to me like uh symbolism more than this is this is what i believe you should listen to you know the fact that he picked tomorrow never knows you know yeah you didn't think it would be gotta get you into my life or something like that which a girl
1: her age would probably that would have been the song she would have like liked you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly like, all, all of a sudden she became this really like you know turn on tune in kind of person where there's never any real sense that she's that way
0: right and i could just picture don draper totally became my dad in that moment pick it like listening to uh-huh. the song and if i walk out the room he's just like picking up the needle and going "Ugh, not listen to this anymore yeah. <laughs> you know
1: that was great because what you know I mean, we've grown up with that song. We're both Beatles fanatics. So when I heard it, it wasn't uh, what I noticed instantly was how jarring that song would be to a man of his age that isn't, you know, into the
0: Beatles. Yeah, totally. Right.
1: You know, it's really jarring that song. Everything about it is kind of offsetting, and the lyrics are so hippy dippy, idealized, you know, sort of stuff that it would probably just be like, what the fuck? You know,
0: like, yeah, totally, and I like that. That he, but I would
1: have picked. I actually, would have picked Andrew Your Bird Can Sing" just for the sheer tunefulness of it. Yeah, I love that. song. See,
0: yeah, but "And Your Bird Can Sing" would be on "Yesterday" and "Today." That would be the problem with that. That would be the American uh, release in New York in 1966. That would have been. You would have that's had for to you, listener like, D. See, <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Uh, yeah, great. I'm loving so Mad Men. Yeah, so
1: I, me too. Well, maybe, God, we should have been talking about this show all along. That was probably the most interesting and insightful discussion of a television show we've had in quite some time.
0: Well, it, it premiered right when we went on our a little hiatus from our doing our show here. So yeah. there you go. There's that going on. So uh,
1: Weekend Plans,
0: you, go. Weekend plans, me, go. Uh, I have rehearsal with the band again, the kindy rock band, on Friday night. We have a show on Saturday, a fundraiser for a fellow who's got um, MLS, I think. Uh, It's a fundraiser for his treatments. Uh, So we're playing that show on Saturday, and then Sunday I'm doing this uh, class that I'm teaching all week long. I'm doing that on Sunday, so I, I don't really have any time off. Ooh, yeah,
1: that, does, that sounds like a busy, busy weekend. Nonetheless.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? Moving?
1: Um. Well, the wife finally gets back from the the East Coast trip on Saturday night, so we're looking forward to uh, celebrating fucking. our our oh, sorry. new apartment. Pardon me?
0: I said fucking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There'll be that too, hopefully. Um, and then uh, what else? Uh, oh, so I'm kind of contemplating now. I, I'm getting together with an old dear friend of mine um, and tonight and we're going to grab a bite to eat, hang out and uh, you know, shoot pool and just kind of like spend some time together because you know we won't have much more of it leaving in a couple of weeks. So that's tonight. I'm really looking forward to that. But then tomorrow night, Friday night, I'm like there's a band I really kind of want to see that I know the wife would never go with me to see. Mm-hmm. and so I'm contemplating now this whole show I've been kind of staring at the ticket link thing to see if I wanted like just get the ticket and go right. but it would probably be one of those things where I'd go by myself and it'd be a long night of just kind of standing around in a club by right. oneself yeah, I know so, the feeling I don't know yeah and it's a game time decision on that one or I may just uh, you know enjoy the solitude of my uh, my house and, um, and all the, the boxes that are starting to
0: appear everywhere Nice, very so, good. We'll see. And you'll watch yeah. the s- finale of Survivor on Sunday?
1: Um, yes. And I, I want to give a shout out to uh, a great little fair. For those of you that listen in San Francisco, there's a great fair that um, happens, I think it's the third week or second week. I guess it'd be the second week of every month. It's called A Fair to Remember. And I love a pun. <laughs> um, and it's in Jasper, not Jasper Alley, Kerouac Alley in between. It's the alley in between Vesuvio's and City Lights Books in North Beach. And uh, the people that throw it through a great fair. It's all local vendors with their arts and they, everything's priced really cheaply. And you got you know City Lights on one side and you got Vesuvio's on the other, which is a great place to pass the time. And they have excellent music they always book really really good acts to play in this alleyway and it looks like the weather's going to be beautiful so it's a thing to do so go see a fair to remember or visit a fair to remember see the movie and then visit the fair
0: lovely lovely all right well that sounds very exciting uh good talking with you again rob not sure when we'll talk again but hopefully it'll be soon and i'm i will uh,
1: you can squeeze one more out before i leave you know before the computer goes in a box we'll try and do it if not We'll pick it up as soon as we can from the East Coast and in and it'll be the show will evolve, folks. It's gonna be getting back to what you liked about us. We hear a lot of people say, how come we don't get guests anymore? You guys were getting all these great guests. It's cause we
0: stopped trying. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, well, I, I you know, I am trying to get Survivor Christina on, so
1: And you will, Jason. You always when you set your mind to something, it always happens.
0: All right, very good. Okay. Reba not so much. No. Reba Reba's slacking. <laughs> Right? Kill it. Call it. Do so, right. uh, Oh, yeah, done. Uh, I guess we'll talk about Make It, the, make it or Break It next time. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it ended. Well,
1: it's sad. Or, or is it sad? Well, it's, actually, uh, the, it hasn't ended yet. Next next
0: episode. Maybe. Yeah, there you go. Monday will be the finale. Watch it on Monday. We'll talk about it next time. Next time. Can you tell me what the said? Did you hear? What the said? Can you hear?